follow the codex. Stand back and that's that. We are freaks. Hi there, ladies. Uh, welcome, everyone, to another delicious episode of Eat This Hot Show. My name is Wanda Wisdom, and I'm your host, Jess, with the most Jess this evening for our fabulous uh, five-way. And uh, let's start tonight by doing what we always do at the beginning of a new show and go around the room and say hello. Madge, you want to start us out? What do you want from me? I just woke up. I all weekend I've been watching lesbian porn and eating dark chocolate because I heard that it's good for your heart. Do they actually? Is it that? Is it real lesbian porn or straight lesbian porn? It's lint, seventy-one percent chocolate, and I'm watching lesbian porn, lesbian porn to match the chocolate. Berbatia Clemens porn. Now is that just as healthy for you as the chocolate? No, it actually makes me quite sick, but I'm a masochist. All right, well, uh, next up, Fausto. Hi, Wanda. How are you, honey? Oh, I've been doing good. I, I, we went, Mark and I went to the beach today to uh, hang out with uh, a fellow podcaster, Noah of the Patrick and Noah Show, who was celebrating his 30th birthday. Yay, I and love that. And he's so them. cute, Aww. and, he's, and he's, uh, he's a yoga instructor. Yogurt? Yeah, so he can uh, stretch his legs and all over his body. It's just, uh, and he's very attractive. He looks like like I think I look like inside. Is he the one with the long hair on the inside of yeah, what? Yeah, he's the, he's the hot one in the pair. <laughs> well, so, all right, welcome to you too. Let's move right along to Mark Thelion. Hi, Wanda. Hi, everybody. How are you today, honey? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm kind of like, uh, I feel vindicated this week because at work, I've been working hard this week. And uh, my gaydar, I, it's, it's infallible, I've discovered. There's a, we have one customer that comes in all the time. I'm like, he's gay, he's gay. And everybody's like, no, he's straight, he's straight, he's straight. And just this past Friday, he sat there and proceeded to get drunk and made up, make out with a guy. So Ooh. Was it you? No, it wasn't me. Oh, okay. No, but I pissed him off because there was a girl there earlier, and she left her slinky black sweater. And as he was going to leave, I'm like, oh, Craig, did you lose something? Is yours? <laughs> and he just shot me this look. He was so mad. <laughs> so Right. Well, welcome. It's good to have you on board, too. Thanks. And last but not least, the fabulous, the delicious, the delightful Reagan Fox. Hello, Wanda. Hello, girls. How are you today, honey? I'm really fine. You know, you know how we get on the phone before we start the show and we just kind of talk trash back and forth? I was saying that I went to the Feast of Fools Flickr account and was checking out pictures of Mark with his new hot hair. And I want Mark Felion to new. let me feel on his body. <laughs> With my tongue. I, very sexy, Mark, I have to say. If you come up here, Reagan, to Chicago, I'll let you lick me a little bit. Okay. Yeah, Mar- Mark's really into uh, uh, thin guys, so. Oh, God. Extra thin, yes. We, we, you know, we I ha- was checking out your video. Will you get offended if I, if I give you a little dig? We probably won't. <laughs> we call you, you're the Karen Carpenter of podcasting. <laughs> That's good. And you That's know what, okay, Fausto I'm... is, remember my new Fausto, oops, sorry. I, I, oh, sorry. 
I don't know what why. What was that? I was listening was to that? podcasts during our show. I was listening to the digital flotsam. I apologize. Um, Fausto, I was calling the Feast of Fools the love boat of podcasting. Oh, I love that, too. Oh, I, I used that on a press love. release Why is today? Feast of Fools the love boat of podcasting? Who's Charo? <laughs> Charo is Reagan Fox. You. No, no. Reagan, Wanda. Everything is right. Any, any celebrity you want to compare, you can compare it to Reagan You're, Fox. Why? Reagan is uh, Wanda's Shelley Winters. <laughs> <laughs> she sure is. Oh, and I'm the, I, like I, I want to be Don Knotts. No, you're Mark Don is Michelli. Julie McCoy, that whore. Julie McCoy? <laughs> uh, no, he's Brad Isaac. Hey, Isn't don't he... talk about my cocaine habit. I, I, I told you guys not. <laughs> it's to not talk a about habit; that. it's a handicap. Isn't yeah. Mark Isaac though? Oh by yeah, default? I'm the you're the black guy. Singer. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the and Mark's penis is black too, so that sort of uh, qualifies. It's not black, as... it's brown. Well, if you if you, sh- if you douche before he fucks you, maybe we wouldn't have that problem. <laughs> oh my lord! Is we haven't even it? started, and we're already in the toilet. I thought well, we started. I, I, I did use. A, I've been on an, an all-white diet. I've been eating mayonnaise, cottage cheese, mozzarella cheese, sugar, and white bread, and nothing changes. Hey, do y'all know anybody who enjoys to be peed on? You. I, I think Wanda. Okay. Huh? You know that scene in Schindler's <laughs> List where the kids are in the toilet? Do you think that there's anybody, like any fetishist guy or girl who's sitting there watching that scene going, God, that scene's so hot. I would trade Probably. places with those girls. Well, you know, there are people that, that, that have been caught in this porta potty sitting inside the uh, sitting inside the shitter. Looking that up. is a lie. It's, it's like true. Where it's... all the nasty is? Yeah. Yeah, where all yeah. the nasty is. People, like, wade through that stuff because they actually love in- it. You are full of shit. That is so somebody. fucking disgusting. Oh my Wait, god! Are you saying that we're lying? That somebody is into that fetish? Huh? No, that somebody would do it. That no, is disgusting. Has done it. I, I read, uh, so when you reports. say you're full of shit, you're actually saying that as a positive affirmation. No, I think Oops, it's fucking hello. disgusting. I don't mean that it's nice. I don't mean that it's good. <laughs> the lady see somebody who likes too much me thinks. But do scat queens say you're full of shit in, in a way that's, like, positive? <laughs> kind of like in the ghetto when they say bad, it means good. Yeah. All right, ladies, seriously, we're going to move on, I think. How's that? Is that okay? I want more duty talk. I know. I know. Well, like, <laughs> this is interesting to me. Trust me, there'll be <laughs> enough time queen. for duty I'm talk. I'm coming for... out as a scat queen. All right, so here's what I wanted to do, ladies. I wanted to do a couple things this evening, but, you know, I wanted to keep it a little, uh, you know, a little, uh, basically I'm lazy and I didn't prepare a lot. So here's what I'd like to do. You know, we are at show number seven today. Ooh, lucky. Seven inches. Seven inches, just the head. That's six more interesting episodes than Don and Drew have produced. <laughs> I thought it would be a good idea for us to do a little uh, bellwether. Just check, you know, sort of the status of how things are going. See what you guys think about how the show's doing, and you know, uh, sort of, you know, a little evaluation. So I want to, you know, we'll go right into it and uh, just, you know, share with us your thoughts on Eat This Hot Show and you know where we've been, where we're going, all that good stuff. So, or, or are you don't. just going to ask us, or, or should we just jump in? Nope, just jump in. We're morbidly obese. <laughs> <laughs> we all need to lose weight, except for Reagan. Uh, well, he could say. I wasn't Reagan. listening. I thought you were going to ask us questions. I'm sorry. I was listening no. to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Basically, darling, okay, I just Mads, want you all to tell me how iPod. you feel. Veal? I don't like veal. What did you say? 
I love veal. Oh, it's a baby cow. How, is that what we're having for dinner? No, we're having mahi-mahi for dinner. I'll Ooh. figure it out. Just go ahead. Just do what you're doing, and I'll figure so, it well, out. Oh, so the state of the show, I love the show. If I could do this show every single day, I would. Really? Why do you say that? Because I just love sitting and talking and gabbing with you. Because he doesn't have to edit it. He just has to wait for Fausto to come home (laughs) from Texas to do it after three (laughs) extra days. Hey, you're the one that dragged him to Texas, honey. (sighs) I think the show was great. I have to say the last two shows in particular were really fun to listen to. The Eat This Hot Game show and the one that... uh, Madge put together just really experimental different and actually I went on Q Potter and I've noticed all of these new queer podcasts which I think is great like I don't want to make it seem like a new people aren't welcome but I really feel like if you start a new show you have to bring something new to the table and I see a lot of reproduction I mean not just on format but clones? also on slogans Yeast radio clones is what you're saying yeah I mean people down to stealing terminology Oh, I've heard it, yeah. I, I mean, it's like ridiculous. Get your own shtick, give my an example, God, or don't start a show. Can you give an example? Um, no. Hello, everybody. This is Claire. We, we like specifics here. We've already pissed off everyone anyway. We might as well give specifics. Okay, I just <laughs> yeah. don't want people to like... I'm, it seems like every other podcast I listen to, there are people saying F me in the A. And it's mm-hmm. great, and it's flattering, and like I understand that, and I'm appreciative, but it's stop. Get yeah, your my advice to you people, if you're going to steal, steal stuff that's worth stealing. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> F me the A. Well, F actually, the Reagan, a. that's an interesting F topic because I, I had a lot of I, – I, I was very sensitive about this sort of thing. And in the beginning when there were very few of us, but, but I um, – and I, I think I made a lot of enemies because uh, I, I was very adamant about that. I, I think people should be original. I didn't want people to copy – my catchphrases. Now, it's one thing to, to say, oh, you know, Madge says this, but it's another thing to use it all the time because then it sort of just makes you sound redundant and boring, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it, it just it shows, like, la- lack of originality. Well, right. on, in the defense of the people who are doing this... Like um, you. I was going to say, don't we all do so it, though, to some extent? Me of doing this. Okay, well, anyways, in defense of the people who do this kind of thing... I think human beings learn a lot by imitation, mm. and That's we want to encourage people to learn by listening to other podcasts. And inevitably, mm. one of the things that happens when you listen to a lot of other podcasts is that you get what's called cryptomnesia, which is you absorb the catchphrases or the style or the pattern of something and you pass it off as your own, not even aware of it. Yeah. Actually, a lot of famous writers. Um, suffered from kip- cryptomnesia. Okay, great way to like use that word. But um, <laughs> thank you. I went to college. Yeah, you've you. been like waiting all week to use that word. Yeah, some people you. use yeah. the word stealing, which is a little too short, I guess. <laughs> no, and it's fine. I think that if you're using catchphrases and stuff, and it's you're not even cognizant that the, it's going on. Okay, I understand that, but it's even down to formats. Um, Segments, You know, there's just so much similarity. And I think that if you want to make yourself stand out, do something different. I, I Bring agree something different to the I table. Concur. Experiment. And, and, and it's funny. When innovate. we experiment on this show, then people either love it or we get, like, tons of people saying, that was awful. Match. Why did you 
have sound effects. It was distracting. It's like, fuck you. We're experimenting. Well, a lot of so times people just hate me. <laughs> you know, so yeah. they'll just use it's anything they can. Do. Like that queen named Louise yeah. who was just viciously attacking me. Some little, some little like I Latino no bottom from Chicago was just like using anything to attack me. And it was just crazy. Where was this? For Eat This Hot Show? Yeah. This queen from Chicago? Mm-hmm. What's well, this? We'll what? send the thugs together. Yeah. Anyways. Well, so, hey, all you right. know what? Imitation is the most sincerest form of flattery, and I say, imitate away. You know, and I actually encouraged somebody to imitate. Somebody emailed us and said, how can I be a guest on Eat This Hot Show? And I told him the circumstances. Just make your own how- clone. And I was just like, Clone you know, us. <laughs> I was like, there's nothing stopping you from getting together with other podcasters and doing your own show. Yeah, I would, I mean... I would say that I encourage people to do what's, you know, sort of to speak their own voice. But, you know, also don't be afraid to sort of use other people's voice in in allowing yourself to find your own voice. So don't, you know, don't sort of be intellectually or creatively or artistically lazy and just sort of, you know, pick somebody's shtick, copy it and just, you know, call it your own. But, you know, I... So you're going to be taking down all those Madge Weinstein movies you have up on your website? What? Just asking. I'm just asking. I didn't hear what you said. I just heard my name. No, no, I just said you're going to take down the Madge Weinstein uh, pictures that you have on your website. Why? I do? Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of pictures that we were all like looking at and said, that's Madge Weinstein. That's Madge Weinstein on a holiday in Miami. Just asking. What are so, you talking about? I don't even understand. I'm talking. not sure, but we'll move right along. So all I'm saying is I think it's, it, um, you know, I am inspired by each one of you. So I, you know, began um, my sort of uh, podcasting experience having Fausto and Madge to rely on to say, oh, if these guys can do it, I could do it, I think. And uh, But, you know, over time I found my own voice. And I think a lot of people start out because they don't know what to do. And they sort of start with somebody else's shtick, and then they find their own voice, hopefully. That's true. Or they that's, just don't. that's very true. They just yeah. don't do it. So yeah. You have to I listen don't. to the voices that are inside your head saying, kill, kill. Kill them. Kill, kill. Well, that's the voice <gasps> I usually hear. Oh, there needs to be like a gay, not, not sexcapades, but like gay killing people AIDS that's show. That's good. And you bring people into your apartment, all Jeffrey Dahmer-like, and then you, it's kind of like snuff podcasting. But you, you just fuck them with AIDS? No, 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 no. But you, you kill them other ways. Like, you have to hear the scream, and it's like a whole snuff Oh, thing. I like that. The snuff podcast genre. In fact, that may <laughs> I, we should it may happen to you. Ideas. That'll be the last Reagan Fox in the well, city. Well, that's why I wanted to do Eat This Hot Death Squad, where we just go around and kill people that annoy us. <laughs> that would be hot. Well, so you would are... have to, like, kill entire Hollywood beach, I have to say. But No, only the, only the uh, hot ones. So, yeah, the whole beach, yeah. So, Madge, yeah. how do you think we're doing? How would you sort of take our temperature at this point? Of the show? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm happy with it at this point. Um, yeah, I like the way I like what's happening, actually. Um, yeah, I, I mean, really, I do, because I like it. Um, it's evolving, and the audience is growing. And I don't know. I, I'm happy. With it. You know I would say if I wasn't. I mean, I think that's yeah, clear. Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't know. What I do like where it's I- going. I who do you think are? Who do you really think? Do you think it's a? Uh, it is a. I'm interested in knowing who the audience is because I understand that there's a lot of people that started listening to maybe uh, your show or my show or Fausto's or Reagan's show individually, and then they thought, oh, okay, well, I'll check this out. But what else? 
what other sort of um, audience do you think is listening to the show maybe that's unique just to our show? I would say stupid people. (laughs) (laughs) Why would a... Come on. Stupid people wouldn't get our show. You'd have to be smart. The FBI? (laughs) Probably, yeah. The FBI and serial killers who want to kill gay people. You know, I I really do hope that actually some government agency is wasting their time and money, like, transcribing all these episodes, you know? Because you know they're getting a kick out of it. I know who's probably listening to the show. A fucking crazy tranny killer who's about to come after the Wanda Wisdom, who's like, ooh. And you know, every, everybody knows where, uh, where all of us live, so it's very easy to come get us. I, I'm not sure what you get. What, uh, you mean you want, kind of want to know the demographics? Is that what you're asking? Uh, Wanda well, I'm Wisdom? just, yeah, I'm wondering if, you know, are we, what are we appealing to that perhaps we don't appeal to in our individual shows? What's the unique? I basically want to know why we're unique. Why are, why this endeavor is meaningful and why it's drawn an audience. Because it's obviously the poo-poo we, platter of podcasts. All right, so I would say, you, if anything, so, it's more gay. So I think in this in this show, I feel like we're getting, I, at least compared to mine, I'm sure that I'm getting a, a, a gayer audience because what's happening is sort of like, you know, when you do those um, statistical sets and you draw the circles and you have the union, well, we're the union of all that is gay. The gayest is, cr- we're creating, we take the four of us and the five of us and then we put us together and we get this commonality, which is just gay cunt faceness, bitchiness, and that's. So, it's like a super. I, gene I, I, that I can't won't imagine die. that that non-homosexuals would listen to this show. However, I'm, I know that most of my listeners are not homosexuals, if that makes sense. Why do you yeah. think that is? Well, I think our content is very sort of catty, and uh, uh, it's very sort of. Um, Homorific. Yeah, it's it's kind of superficial, you know. But we talk about serious issues. But it's but it's it's much more in the vein of like a like a queer as folk, like where we're not exactly bursting apart the stereotypes of gay culture. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but I we're reinforcing a, it one. I don't have a problem with that because for me, it's my chance to just say, "Oh, I don't have to like." Yeah, I can just do. Yeah, you just, don't have to think. Right. Oh, I have big news, y'all. Why? I am doing my dissertation on gay male performances of identity um, as they're depicted online. And the two podcasts that I'm following are Lucky Bitch Radio and uh, East Radio. Hmm. Thanks well, a lot. Well, I'm doing it because they uh, there is persona work there. I mean, like overt persona work there. I don't know what that means. What is that? What the hell is that? Well, like, when they construct a persona for the show, it's obvious persona construction. Mm. Right. I actually, Uh, you know, that's interesting because that brings me to a question. I don't know. And feel free to tell me to go stick it in my hole and blow it out my ass. But um, I think, do you find it difficult, maybe, you know, do people, because, for example, Reagan Fox is Reagan Fox, but... On your show, you're maybe not the same Reagan Fox that is in the classroom. And oh, do definitely you, not. Do you find that people listening to your show don't always get that? Uh, no, because I take a lot of steps to circumvent those problems. When I first started the show, I think that I was pretty authentically myself. Like, it wasn't this whole separate persona whenever I did the show. And then I, I kind of morphed into this persona, this, you know, Reagan Fox, Fox in the City 
fuck me in the ass thing. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think I make it pretty clear. I have serious episodes, like, you know. But, I mean, do you find that, like, because you don't have a wig on your head or you're not wearing women's undergarments, which, you know, maybe you do, I don't know, but maybe that uh, blurs the line <laughs> somewhat so people don't really get that you're not the same Reagan Fox? I thought I, he was the same Reagan Fox. Aren't you this? I, I thought your radio persona, your podcast persona was the same. Really? Yeah, me too, actually. I have, I've talked to you on the phone, and it's just like your podcast. I mean, like, like when you, when you well, say that there's a distinction, I for me, I always just figured you were trying, you were saying that in order to to be able to, you know, have abortion casts and, you know, talk about dogs and shit like that. Well, I mean, well, I, let's I don't, say. I don't know what it is, honestly. I Madge, really do you think that you think that I'm the same in everyday life as I am on the show? I have no idea, but but not But like not if the we're same. talking on the phone, you but think that I'm the same? But it's the same um I don't know You're, really. It's you I, but I, amplified. Yeah. You amplify it for the It's show. it's not it's it's that the line if there delation. is a line I'm not i I'm not sh- I don't know what the line is, I guess. Because I've talked well, to you on the phone, but it, and it's, it's and different because you're personally. you're not performing, but but it's the same person is what I feel like. Okay. Well, but I no, think t- yeah. I think too with Reagan. I mean, you you probably um, because you come to the table of podcasting already being um, well as Fausto too, and maybe the, we can talk to the both of you about this because you both um, well and Madge too. I mean, we're, we are all sort of performers, and we had experience performing before podcasting but in different ways but really in a traditional way fausto and reagan i mean reagan especially with the poetry i mean you're you were probably maybe more comfortable than let's say myself having you know your game face as you uh, if you will um than maybe i was well one thing i i used to do a cable access show and which is basically the exact same thing only there was no video camera you didn't have to put on a costume and i did it as faustina and after watching, you know, 15 or 20 episodes that I taped, I realized that it was just me talking and, a, you know, with an accent. So, in, in, and one thing I've begun to realize after following the careers of RuPaul and Lady Bunny and of your guys, that a lot of drag queens and drag characters are really the people inside of them. They're just using the drag character as a way of saying what they really want to say, but they don't, for, for whatever reason... Um, aren't able to do it as themselves i i kind of agree with that i don't think that things are that cut and dry like in performance theory they have a thing called double negativity and that means whenever you're performing a persona that performance is not you but it's not not you i mean of course you're gonna double negativity (laughs) can you explain that reagan explain that i just did whenever you're performing Mm -hmm. a persona that persona is not you in the performance but it's not not you i mean you bring unique baggage anytime that you get up to perform and like for instance what you were saying what i would take issue with is i do a lot of racist misogynistic things in my show and homophobic things in my show that are definitely not things that i truly think or want to say outside the podcasting world i do it because i want to be ironic or you know whatever yeah, but at the same time, it is it is things that appeal to you as a as a as a content developer, and certainly you know it, it's like a, it's sort of like uh, Bruce Valanche writing jokes for Whoopi Goldberg in the voice of a black woman. It's still Bruce Valanche writing these jokes, and and it is sort of the the world view. And you're not a racist person, 
or a sexist person, but I think you find a lot of humor in out- the outrageousness of of uh, discrimination, right? Yeah. So, but you can still be. I mean, you can still not be racist and 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 say outrageously racist things in, in order to be ironic. But that doesn't necessarily mean. I mean, how does I don't see what that has to do with the persona, you know? Yeah, the versus, two are. Versus, yeah, the two I think yeah. are. Some, I'm sorry, honey. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm. I didn't. Yeah, go ahead, please. Really, I don't. No. no, I'm just. I, I was just going to chime, uh, sort of echo what you said, in that you know you don't need a persona in order to 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 portray that irony. Right. Or, or yeah, I um, just feel like it's a separate thing. I mean, I understand that you're not really a racist, or that you're not really into like getting abortions habitually, but I just see that as separate from the from the issue of of um, what do we call it persona. Well, is the is the issue here then then Reagan's trying to create a distinction between who these characters are and who the people behind the characters are? I just wonder if it's more about the perception of the audience. That's what, you know, because yeah, I... Yeah, I would say definitely sense the audience. I think the... I mean, somebody asked us today, we were at the beach and somebody recognized us and came up and started talking to us, and they were actually asking about uh, Madge and Wanda and about, like, what they wear in their normal everyday and <laughs> so there, there's a lot of people so out there who people believe there that, that Wanda and Madge sleep in moo-moos with their hair up in curlers. Well, that's not too far off the mark for my end, but, you know, that's... <laughs> <laughs> we know you wear a so, football jersey. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, I, I think the audience does kind of perceive that uh, you are who you present yourself to be. Yeah. And they take you at face value. And they take it at face value. Yeah. And that I, in and of I actually is, like that for me. I, I like that when I feel like I like that, you know. Well, because but doesn't see, that make is, you feel like you are doing something? Yeah. I, I, I thought I heard some splashing down there. I, I had what did to you do say, this, I said <laughs> I had to do a, like, mini prospectus in order to get the dissertation topic approved. And the head of my committee listened to a few episodes of Yeast Radio and was like, does not get it. Does not understand the match Weinstein persona. What I would uh, recommend they do is actually watch the Lesbians video and the yogurt video because that, those are two of the most definitive Madge Weinstein's video <laughs> ever made. What's like the if, you, if, if you wanted to put a Madge Weinstein in <laughs> a time capsule, I yeah. would put the Lesbians video before anything else. I love that video. But well, I it, think I this person uh, who doesn't get it, is she a lesbian or what? No, she's not a lesbian, but she thinks mm-hmm. that, and mind you, she's only heard one or two episodes. Right. And like I, I said to her, you know, listen to the episode where Madge is talking to Terry, uh, who is the abortion rights activist. Listen mm-hmm. to this episode, you know, to kind of counterbalance the stuff. But right. her impression was that it was very old school stuff where a man, uh, kind of like Milton Berle-esque, a man uh, in Personating a woman, but doing it in a very misogynistic manner, and laughing at women, and like laughing at yeast infections and all of these things um, in a way that was disparaging to women, and not really doing anything to uh, challenge any of these misconstructions. I don't agree with that at all, obviously, but this is somebody who is learned in performance enough to have a PhD, and a woman who I respect. Uh-huh. And um, I, I have to kind of 
give credence to what she's saying because she is a woman and she does occupy that subject position. So it's very easy for me as a gay man to say, oh, well, no, 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 you just don't get it. You well, silly but woman. See, here, here's the thing, though, is that what doesn't make sense to me, and I don't necessarily, well, what I do disagree. What what doesn't make sense is why she would compare me to Milton Berle. I don't understand what, what a 56-year-old lesbian has to do with Milton Berle. I mean... We couldn't be further apart. No, yet, no it's a, it's a, a man thing. appropriating a woman. Well, but the, uh, what does a man have to do with a lesbian? I find that offensive. I'm a lesbian. Why would she compare a lesbian to a man? That's why I asked if she's a lesbian, because it sounds like she is homophobic. Because if she's equating a lesbian to a man, then she's completely <laughs> denying my femininity. And I don't appreciate that one single bit. I think it's offensive. And I hope she... Uh, I hope she cleanses the holes of uh, scholarly learning from from herself someday soon. I think the unique thing about a character, a person, an individual, a superstar like Madge Weinstein, is that people, uh, you know, uh, sort of. I don't. I don't want to rub your ego too much, honey. But you know a good thing. You can thing. rub my vagina. <laughs> you know Gee, a good why don't thing. You just give her a blowjob on her dildo. Yeah. You always out. know. <laughs> All right. Try number four. Go ahead. You always know a good thing when people get frustrated by themselves. Or how can I put this? When people, because I've seen people react to Madge Weinstein a number of different ways. One, like the way that Reagan talked about. Another, um, you know, where people are confused. Another, where people get angry from a different perspective or love it for a different reason that to me says that Madge Weinstein is something genuine. That voice is true, right. and that voice allows other people to draw their own conclusions. Right. Does that and, make any sense? Yeah, and, and I, I would I say agree too that it. you're. Instru- it sounds to me, and I, I'm being very, very narrow-minded by making any observations about her because I don't know anything about her except what you've said. But it sounds to me like she may be looking through, looking at my show through uh, '70s uh, feminist goggles, and. Which is which means she wants me to be boring and dance around in a beige leotard, you know, doing horrible, <laughs> horrible body movements like Meredith Monk or making huge dinner plates out of vaginas. But you know what? Nobody fucking cares. And it doesn't matter. What's the message? My message is still peace. My message is don't kill. My message is help everyone. Everybody should be kind to each other and have health care. That's, that's what I do, infection. and that's what I bring. Now, if you're a boring you know, lesbian wandering around with your leg hair, jumping around like a retarded person, calling yourself modern dance, for example, or making a dinner plate out of a vagina, what the hell is that doing to advance anyone? Because nobody's going to fucking listen to it or watch it. Well, it's and I think, I, I think that you're right on target. And a lot of the critiques that you receive are also critiques that I receive Uh and you know people look at what I'm doing and say you know you're really not doing a whole bunch Reagan to challenge these things like to some degree you are and I think that maybe rather than having things so black and white maybe there is room for the criticism but ultimately I think that what we do in both of our shows is outrageous but it's important and it gets people's attention it gets people talking about issues that they would normally not talk about and I welcome the criticism I do I but I'm just, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak what I think back. That's all. I absolutely welcome criticism. 
this this professor of yours too in, in the criticism is is there anything of this similar genre that she does accept because you know a lot of people just throw a blanket over the whole thing and just say the whole thing is misogyny well whole- uh, you know performance within the realm of academia is very very weird everything is very safe and you have to be really concerned with who you're going to offend and if you offend the wrong person then is funding for your discipline going to be cut because you did a show that was offensive i mean they canceled a show last year in the fall called banging the bishop because members of the mormon church complained (laughs) on a university campus that it was disparaging to mormons but then how does and I'm sorry, I just completely talked over you, honey. But then how my, because I understand that that sort of um, you know that thinking because I you know I went to a small liberal arts college and everybody was always sort of hyper aware of everybody else's sensitivities. But my only concern and then therefore critique is that how does anybody's voice ever get heard? How does anybody ever have a dialogue where we're allowed to make mistakes when we when we talk because we don't generally learn uh, anything until we either make a mistake or piss somebody off and then have a dialogue about it. And well, when you end up losing, I mean, that's, I think a lot, I'm an academic and I love the ap- academic side of me, but I have to say you lose a lot of your voice in academia because you are trained, you are programmed. And people think that academia is this wonderful bastion of, you know, this free marketplace of ideas and it stifles you in so many different ways. And that's why I've been so turned on to podcasting. And I'll tell you, I've had people who are my superiors who have listened to the show who are like, you know, Reagan, be really careful because you're going to be interviewing for jobs. And I'm like, I don't really feel comfortable with people telling me that. I think they're telling me. It's bullshit. That's like censorship. in a good way. To I'm watch sorry, out but, for that, but that's censorship. But that's that happens all the time on the university level. It's all yeah. about control and thought control and so many different levels. Yeah, you know and what? Especially when I, now, when I, when, this, I'm, uh, when I um, when maybe after. maybe four years ago, I was tr- you know considering going to the Art Institute to get an MFA or Columbia or something like this, and I thought about it. And, and as I talked to so many students there, I started to realize that the the one common thing that these students seem to get out. Of after the, they go to these schools for video or performance or whatever, they get told that it's so hard to succeed. They get told that, you know, mm-hmm. it's too hard. Everybody wants to be an editor. Everybody wants to do this. You're never going to be successful at this. You're going to be terrible. You're going to be terrible. Don't do this. Don't do this. They tell you all the obstacles. And I, I can't help but, and this is very, very terrible of me to generalize, but I can't help but feel like there's a lot of bitter instructors who, f- who felt like they couldn't be successful in their, in their field of interest. Well, I, and how, I, I what a know. better way to I, sabotage your ability to be successful by getting a job at the school you went to? Because a lot of these schools, uh, specifically Columbia and the Art Institute, whom I'm an alumni of, mm-hmm. um, have the terrible policies of hiring the majority of their faculty as former students, but that's a rarity. Most university well, systems a lot of private, have a rule. Private institutions well. tend to have that. Public institutions don't. So there's a distinction there. But well, well, I decided. Well, and I, I do want to give academia yeah. some credit because we've done some bashing on it. I mean, it's <laughs> the performance world owes a lot to academia, and specifically, mm-hmm. like in performance to performance studies professors, right? Who do so much work documenting performance movements. I mean, if it wasn't for Academia and specifically performance scholars, 
my God, so much stuff would not be documented that history would be completely lost. Reagan, I mean, if, they're really doing a lot to support uh, fringe artistic movements. Reagan, and, I would be happy to discuss it with this professor if, if she wanted to talk and about I, it. I, she, would, I'm, she would be so open to talking to yeah, you about it. And absolutely. it wouldn't be a weird combative thing. Next. She would be open to the conversation. She's an amazing human being. And, and well, so I would I. And if she wants me to read something, I'll read it. You know, I'm willing to uh, to change if you know and be open as well i like to i'm a lesbian well i don't think think anybody's asking you to change it and you know but i think it's kind of being open to those conversations kind of like we were talking about people uh about archer specifically like take the criticism you know own the criticism make yourself stronger now Wanda's gonna have to edit (laughs) archer oh no no i'm not not saying a bad thing in reference to that i'm saying that it's true what about Archer Radio? I, I think, too, it would be... I wonder what's on Archer Radio right now. <laughs> I think it would be valuable if we also... I mean, <laughs> you know, not that everything is a show, and I'm always thinking about podcasting, but I think I would love to hear that conversation, too, because... I love Maybe I was... we could bring her on the show, and I'm not just saying that. Maybe yeah. you could interview her on your show, Madge. I mean, I think it would be a really useful conversation to have an academic voice, an established yeah. academic voice. Well, I actually have one coming I... who's the – she's a professor of, of um, like, feminist theory from Ohio State. Her name is Patty oh, Latham. Really? Yeah, yeah, Patty Madge, Latham. Madge, why don't you consider having, like, a panel – of yeah. academic voices and the problem is voices. is that uh, I do that, but I felt like I got a lot of criticism from my sort of loyal listeners who kind of got tired of me doing interviews and trying to be serious. They're like, "We just want you to go back to the kitchen and eat." And you know what? For me, <laughs> I feel more comfortable doing that, and I kind of trying to find my voice again. And then we can get a little more, you know, serious the next time Adam Curry goes on vacation. Come on, Madge, help Reagan get an A. Yeah, I think <laughs> low, help you know. Reagan get AIDS. I think Madge's uh, waistline is wide enough to encompass all sorts of formats. So I think, you know, what the hell? On Monday, you do your burping and farting and scratching your panis. And on Tuesday, you delve into the, you know, academic exploits of. Uh, I actually have video footage of when Madge was thin. <laughs> oh, was fuck it, you. Uh, <laughs> fuck you. I wish I had footage of you when you were thin, but unfortunately, I've never seen it. <laughs> I'm putting him oh, on Christ. a diet. Hey, I was on a treadmill for half an hour today. So At what give speed? Me a little... Backwards? What? Eating a Slurpee? <laughs> Eating one of those squishy Slurpees, talking to those fat dykes that you always talk to? The one... Who is the meanest out of all of us? Who what? Who's the meanest out of all of us? Me. Well, who do you well, think? Well, it's not Wanda and it's not me. I think it's, it's, I think it's Fausto. Fausto. Yeah. You think oh, it's Fausto's me? mean yeah. too, yeah. Yeah, you're really mean-spirited. You have you're going to hell. Who? <laughs> what He's have I right, What Jared. have I said that was mean? Besides <laughs> calling you the Karen Carpenter of podcasting. Who's the meanest? Fausto's the meanest? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, are you saying Fausto or me or or Madge? It's a meanness competition. I think the nicest one should decide. I think Wanda should decide. Yeah, Wanda should decide who's. No, meaner. she's too nice to say who's mean. It's Fausto. Wanda. Why are you still with us, Wanda? <laughs> Well, you know, as as the nicest gal in the bunch. As the moderator um, of the show. <laughs> as the moderator of today's show, I'll do a Bill Clinton and say that it all depends on your definition of the word mean. <laughs> <laughs> but no, well, I'm, I'm actually a comic. How can you, uh, you you know, it's like, do you want me to become a, a compliment comic and be like, oh, you're so pretty. <laughs> Now Actually, I, I do have. Nice. I, I, I mean, that's what I do. That's why you know. It's like that's you don't go stick. to. 
you're an evil whore. That's all I'm saying. You know, I'm I, I, you. I think this brings up a very. Going to I think this brings up a very interesting point, and it should come up now because I don't think it's come up yet. Which is that, sure. you know, like um, okay, people. It 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 really ties into a very important point about our culture, which is it's always about this superficial language we use instead of the actions that we do in life. I mean, Good point. the meanest people from podcasting, well, we went down to help the peace movement because we're trying to stop people from dying. Totally. The meanest person totally. in podcasting went to Victoria Lamar, you know, when nobody else would see her and brought her fucking cookies, you know? I mean, so what mm. if we tell no, some Madge, boring podcast Madge. about wine that it's boring when it says that it's boring in the fucking promo? Madge, I'm not <laughs> saying that Fausto's actions are evil. I'm saying that Fausto inherently has an evil soul and is going so. to. I, I, I disagree with that. Oh. And there's a difference. I think it's great that he brings Victoria Lamar cupcakes. What do you think? Let me just let me let's take us out of the realm of insanity for a moment here, and let me say, why do you think it is that uh, Fausto does seem to get under people's skin then? Because I'll tell you. I know he why. he started this uh, experience, or you know, we first crossed this bridge um, many months ago when I first came on the scene. And Fausto said a few things, completely, uh, you know, just being himself and not being all that serious. And people from my show took it very offensively. And he sort of repeated what did that. He on say? A, on a, oh, well, he when, just I, said. when I threatened to kill Wanda Wisdom. Basically. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it was I, like in February. I think that's horrible. I think that's horrible. What did you so, say? You wanted a killer? Lady yeah, Bunny I said, said that. that. What? Lady well, Bunny. I know, and Lady Bunny stole my material anyways, but that's another story. Uh. No, but why do you guys think it is that Fausto gets this reaction out of people on more than one occasion? Because I've seen an intervention. It. Well, he, I mean, what <laughs> I I'm, saying, I'm not disagreeing that's that all. his language is mean. His language is mean-spirited, <laughs> for sure. And he says mean things, for sure. But it's, it's I just... My my issue is that people tend to look only at the language, only at these superficial things, instead of what, in my opinion, really matters, which is what a person does, how they Agreed. act, how they treat people, you know, in reality, like how they, what they do for people, how they, you know, kindness and these sorts of things. That's beautifully stated, and I think it's... it's and I agree 100%, yeah. Matt. Absolutely. But I'm still, I still want to know what it is that about Fausto that gets on people's nerves. Yeah, you can just ask me a question directly. <laughs> I think. What, is it, what, is it, what is it, Fausto, that gets on... Why is it? You know, your friend Curthys explained it. She said that I you are sub- somebody that's, that you are very direct, you don't bullshit. I know what you, it is. And you get, to the, you get to the point, and a lot of people can't stand criticism. You can't stand anything like that. What is it? It's Puerto Rico. I come from a Latin American culture, eh? and and even though my English is pretty good, um, in my brain my brain is hardwired to Latin American culture, and it's sort of like, you know think of Latin America as Judaism with a different special zing, <laughs> and you know and, and so I think Madge and I were talking about this is that you know we sort of relate to each other by sort of attacking each other, and I have to say every time a friend of mine comes for our family reunions or gatherings they're, they're horrified about how well, we talk to each other fest. i get that too because in the jewish families you and reagan i'm sure you know this too unless it's different in texas or wherever the hell you're from i call my mom a whore and if i said one of the things is if i said a lot of the things that i said with a hispanic accent like if i said oh girl you're just the, the you're the christina aguilera of podcasting you know then people would think would have a little bit more uh 
leeway. Leeway. Give and me I, a little. You I've know, often, like cut you said, slide. something before, like to some of my friends and stuff. I said, "Well, I don't think he really meant it like that." You have to remember, he's. I'm not you know, from the Midwest. He's not from the, yeah, he's not like English isn't the first language, so it's my second language. I think to get at the truth, you have to really sort of you have to sort of almost it's like breaking the skin when you're giving somebody an injection. Sometimes you just have to you have to cause a little and pain to get down infection. in there. You know. Well, oh, I don't. I know. think. It's not necessarily about pain, it's about honesty, and I think that it's what, pre- it's what people use uh, or people react to in, in themselves that angers them or frustrates them or makes them unhappy. It's not the words that somebody uses. Um, if you are honest with someone, if you are truly honest, regardless of how you do it, whether you use a four-letter word or you just say it, um, if, if, it's, if it's truth someone hears and they don't want to hear it, they're going to react negatively. So I'm not. Mm. I don't think you have to say it in a negative right. way. And I, and I don't want to defend Fausto truthfully? too much because you know I'm not really. Dis, I'm not saying that his that his words aren't mean spirited. I think often they are and have no redeeming value other than that it's funny. <laughs> but what I'm saying is you have to look at the whole person and the actions yeah. of the person. Funny's good. Absolutely. So can I say something from an honest? I'm place? never going to say anything bad again. Just don't talk. Um, what I want to say from an honest place is that I love you guys and I respect and admire you all so much. And thank you. I'd like, seriously, I know this is kind of like, you know, whatever you can laugh at me after I say it, but like, I feel very blessed that, um, I started doing this and I get to know all of you, the four of you, because y'all are Aww. awesome. I love you all except Reagan Fox. Fuck you. You're <laughs> such a whore. Like, seriously, you really are going to hell. You have a mean spirit. Thank you. I've seen Constantine. I know how it works. Don't worry. I'll fuck you when we you see you in person. Huh? Well, I, I, I can only express affection for my uh, for the unsung hero of queer podcasting, the Sky Panther. The Sky Panther. Because he's oh, really been sort of keeping it together from, from behind, if you know what I mean. But you reamed so on your show on Friday. Uh-huh. Jesus reamed. Christ. Well, wasn't that hot, though? <laughs> Poor man. <laughs> I think he might have like <laughs> had to need to see a therapist after that. No, oh, he likes goodness. he liked it. I think I think he liked it. I think he's a bottom though. You do. <laughs> Perhaps there might be a chance. Is mm-hmm. Sky I want to see a picture hot? of him. Can you send me a picture of him? Is but, there a picture of him? I, I've got him in a cage, um, and yeah, <laughs> nobody's getting I in. With, I, I got with the Mickey key. Potter one day. He was delightful. Yeah, actually, he's a lovely person. But, so but I seriously, a, I a, though, I just want to express my appreciation. Uh, he's done so much to to really just for that whole... To build Q you know. Potter, yes, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, Kudos, people don't Kudos. know it. People don't even know what he's done. I mean, he's done... Yeah. He's the goddess of Skype. No, I mean, Skype Hunter is the goddess of Q Potter. I still need somebody to fix the theme. Well, I said... I I told him the other day on that show, I said, well, you're the. can you be the official bottom of... Uh, Q Potter. He said, "Well, I think that's Reagan's job." I said, "No, Reagan is the official bottom of queer casting. You are the official bottom of Q Potter." He said, "Okay." So, if Reagan's the bottom, who's the top? Well, he doesn't believe that Reagan's actually a bottom. Yeah, oh, he I Reagan's am. a liar. That's not part of the persona. Well, don't you have to actually have <laughs> sex to be a bottom? <gasps> no. Fuck you, Wanda Wisdom, and your eighteen theme songs. Well, no, honey. Didn't you say on the last show that you hadn't had sex in like two, two years? Or you had sex twice said. in two years. Twice or something? in two years. Yeah. So, Reagan, who who do you hate the most? Who do I hate in the, the world? Most? That is what not a, a silly. Podcast. That's a silly question, honey. What I know. Do you mean? I'm kind of curious. Who do I like? Who what pisses you off it? all the time? Like you open up the newspaper and you go, "God damn it." 
a Bush. I mean, it's, duh. Bush. Who's that? Oh, the president. Yeah. What is it about President Bush that bothers you so much? <laughs> oh, good lord! We don't have a sh- we don't have enough Did time. Did you see him talking on the news with his fucking Wanda. suntan? I do have a I do have one <laughs> last question because you know we always everybody knows each of us uh, you know sort of in and out in a certain way in and out in and out in and out. Um, but the person that I think we know least about is uh, really Mark. Don't you guys agree? Yeah, I do. I know him pretty well. (laughs) Well, I mean, Fausto knows him. If you're talking about the audience, I mean, I know Mark pretty well. I've known him for longer than the other two, so. Yeah, well, but I think our audiences maybe know very little about Mark. And I don't know. I just want to ask you, what makes you tick, honey? I mean, what's... What makes me tick? Yeah, sort of... uh, I don't know. I just, when I think about... Hey, let me ask you a question. Because I kind of agree with you. Like, I feel like I don't really know Mark, which is a weird thing because when I listen to Feast of Fools, Mark is on as much as Fausto most of the time. Not as much. But but what what is it about that? Well, because when I spend, and just to add really quickly before I, you know, so whatever, but when I had the chance to actually spend time with you, I was just like, oh, there's this person here. And, and it's, there's, it's not that you don't get your voice out in the show, but right. there's a lot of you, you you're uh, just a lot of you that we, that people don't hear, I think. Well, he well, has a Shivoian charm. Shivoian. 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 This show is over. This show is no. Uh, Well, you know what? Um, What's his name from uh, Corky? um, Mineola. Mineola had me on his show, uh, Bad Weed in San Francisco, The Bad Weed. So there is an interview there. The audio quality is absolutely horrendous. He thinks it's okay. Uh, You can't hear him ask me questions, or sometimes you can. Well, it's horrible. It's Skype bullshit. It was Skype bullshit. But but I come out like you hear me well. You can hear me very well. I like that Corky. I like that Corky. He interviewed me the other day too. Like the Corky. Like the Corky. I like him too. I I have a feeling, Madge, if he if he lived in Chicago, we would be buddies with him. Oh yeah, I like the Corky definitely. Yeah, I definitely got a real nice, friendly feeling from him. But yeah. Um, so yeah, you can hear me well, and so you can hear more about me there. I'm not going to take up your time on this show. What makes me tick? I mean, the reason why I'll, I'll just say the reason I got into podcasting is because it's happening in my fucking living room. Yeah. <laughs> and what else am I going to do? You know. Drink, but you were. That's the know? interesting thing. That's really that's your hook because you you were sort of inadvertently thrust into uh, you know the limelight. Well, well, I remember when I was podcasting and you know getting Fausto interested in, and Fausto would help me, and I'd come over and. We would produce my show in his house, and Mark would stand there just like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Just and we talk. I'd be like, "You need an iPad. You need to download this stuff. It's going to be really big. You don't know." And he's just like, "Whatever." And he wouldn't. Yeah, he I, would. I, he started doing the shows. He wouldn't even listen to him. <laughs> like not even I, his own shows, let alone anybody else's. He just thought, "Well, I got to do this for my boyfriend." That's kind of true, Matt. You're kind of right. Yeah, but I'm very passionate about it now. So yeah. I, well, and you I, have I really used, enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. But you certainly have a. I did. I was like Fausto. If you really want a podcast, you should just do it. You should just do it. So I was very supportive of him because he was like, "I got to do a podcast." I'm like, "Yes, you do." So, well, yeah, it's, a, it's good to, to take you what's happening in your life and turn that into. I would say that for I, persona or no persona, yeah. wig or no wig, you got to look at what's happening in your life yeah. and in your mind and put that out as a show. And and it's up to you as a creative, spiritual, beautiful person to 
to shape it into a form that other people are going to connect with. I'm right. going to try it's, doing that next time. So you get lemons. I'm, ta- I'm not talking to you guys. I'm talking to the listener <laughs> of the show. Well, and, you know, just to sort of wrap up, because we are getting towards the end. I mean, it's really true that it's such a one. I, I, I don't think things happen in a vacuum. And so I, you know, I'm so grateful that I have the opportunity to work with people like you. And I know that you guys feel the same way. And I think we are far mm-hmm. more delightful together than we are on our own just because of the chemistry we all have together. And, uh, you know, all I can do is encourage other people to go forward and be honest with their own voice because you'll get to experience, hopefully, uh, maybe one-tenth of the, the wonders that I've been able to see. So I'm, I'm very grateful, and I'm glad that, that we're all here today. And, uh, you know, here's to many, many more episodes of fabulousness. Wanda, do you want to close the show with a little prayer or something? Yeah, give us a prayer. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Uh, goddess. Goddess. Uh, chocolate. I don't know. I'm not very good at prayer. Call Madonna. We'll treat this as if it was an AA meeting in reverse and give us a closing instead of an opener. Also, AA meeting in reverse is still AA. <laughs> it's, a, it's a palindrome. Isn't that what they call that? How do you spell AA in reverse? It is a palindrome. On well, that note, why don't we wrap things up? I'm not going to ask you to tell me what's on your shows this week or next week. I'm always corn-fused. But... This week we insult Wanda Wisdom, Reagan Fox, <laughs> Madge Weinstein, Adam Curry, and, we and President Bush. The dinner party. But I do want you to leave us with something positive, something happy. HIV. You know, just spread the love a little bit for us on our way out the door, would you? Somebody want to take it? Okay, I'll start. Last night I had a dream that Fausto got hit by a car. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Last night I had a dream that Fausto got hit by a car. Reagan was driving. Fausto survived. Reagan spent the rest of his life in jail getting fucked in the a-hole. I like that. (laughs) Good dream. That's happy thoughts. (laughs) Um, Madge, what do you have to say? I have one. Well, um, what I'd like to talk about... um, You know, we talked a lot about... I know there were a lot of people pissed off about this... comment in the Fausto when, when I did the, the mix-up show. I want to make it clear. Now, there was one point that one of the people made, which is that about negativity, you know, that we should all sort of, that there was this unwritten rule about not uh, sort of dissing other queer podcasters, which I actually subscribed to that unwritten rule, but I think, uh, I think we just have to be careful. I think, I think there's a difference between critique and, uh, you know, and, and being mean. And um, I just want to say that, you know, since I am a lesbian and I was, you know, I've been very, you know, trying to be very helpful in in um, supporting other queer podcasters that I'm I'm supportive of all queer podcasters, even if they don't even if they, uh, sh- you know, don't like my show or think I'm shit, you know, but, uh, you know, I only really have issues with the people that criticize my show and tell me how to do it. And they don't even do a show. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you can say whatever the hell you want, but, but you know what? I'd like to see what you do. You know, if you, can tell, if you tell me how to do my show better, I want to see you do your show better. I don't and know. I that's stupid. I encourage people uh, who are listening to the show to not necessarily look at podcasting as the only way yeah. to express themselves. I mean, you can pick up a paintbrush and do a painting or write a poem or pick up a video camera. There's a, a million ways. Start a revolution. Start a fucking revolution, okay? Well, it's like podcasting what, is not is just one way the, to do it. You know? Wanda, if you could erase truth. that comment I just made, because that's not really the positive comment. What I really wanted to say oh. is that 
whatever you're doing, if you're, you just keep doing it. And everything we say here is tongue in cheek. When we criticize shit or we make fun of stuff, it's just tongue in cheek. It's just content, and that's all it is. You know, bottom line is we're all supportive. I am supportive of every one of the gay podcasters. I think you're all pioneers, and you're all in it early enough to be successful. I think that those are uh, wise words, well put. And, uh, you know, it only goes, I mean, you say that you're, uh, that you're in support of everyone, and it shows in the work that you've done in helping create Q Potter, really starting Q Potter, and really being at the head of this, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, movement. And uh, Lesbian you know, dinner table is fine. So, Lesbian so are you, gratitude. Are you characterizing Madge as a Cindy Sheehan of podcast. Oh. She podcasting? is. She is the uh, Mahatma Gandhi, the Cindy Sheehan, the Mother Teresa. Oh, go the, fuck yourself. The, so, uh, Wanda Wisdom is the bottom <laughs> bootlicker of podcasting. Oh no, that's Reagan Fox, honey. I don't know. You're doing a pretty good job. <laughs> Do we have well, to I be try. the anything? Can't we just be? Why the... am I the bootlicker? Everything is the something. The first, right? Can't we just we're be the, the first blankety blank. Here, I-, I got a good description for Wanda's show. We're never going to end, are we? No. The blankety blank of podcasting. The first blank of podcasting that reaches the, the blank stage. of the audience. The first boring gay podcast. Let's tell one of our Reagan bottom jokes. Oh, yeah. Reagan is such a bottom. Reagan's such a bottom that when the Titanic sank, it landed in his ass. <laughs> oh. I, I know you've only been waiting like five months that to river say runs. that. Did, you, did we actually ever send you all our bo- Reagan Fox bottom no, jokes? No, we, oh. we never used them. Oh, all right. P- On that up. note, ladies, I want to <laughs> say thank you very much for joining me today. Next week, guess who's hosting? Reagan Who? Fox. Yay. Reagan Fox. Of Fox in the City. Fox so, in the city. so everybody join us again there. next week. And uh, till then, ladies, have a wonderful evening. Have a wonderful week. I love you. You know it's true. Kisses to each and every one of you. And uh, we'll talk soon. Bye. 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 Bye, ladies. Bye, everybody. We love everyone. We follow the code of freaks. Stand back, and that's that. We are freaks. One of us. One of us. One of us.